0: Who's been enjoying this uh, We Believe series? Anyone? Nobody? (laughs) Uh, Who's got a card with them today? Who's got one stuck on their fridge at home? I've really enjoyed it. We've actually only been around for one of the three Sundays it's been on, holiday, and we were at a wedding. Um, And even last Sunday, I've missed all the Q&A. But thank the Lord for uh, the interweb where I've been able to, to listen and catch up on the teaching and some of the Q&A. We're going to do a little bit of Q&A, uh, Ken and myself, at the end of this, uh, this teaching. So that will be fun, nerve-wracking, horrible, all in the same breath. We've got some uh, stools just over there, which I get to swing around on a bit later. Great. So I just, just want to start this morning actually... A, Again, another prompt from God just on establishing the necessity of a teaching series like this. Why would we do something like this? Um, Knowing that uh, we live in a world of uh, many messages, a real uh, diversity in what we hear from different people. um, And establishing and engaging together, again unifying over what we do believe, um, is so uh, important. It's so foundational. um, and, and why is it that, that it's important to establish truth, to know the truth? Uh, I mean, firstly, it's biblical, so that, that must be a, a, of importance to us. Um, but I, I just think there's a, there's a difference um, between understanding and knowing, or understanding and believing. Um, I can understand that Steve would think that Brighton are maybe the best team in the world. I, I can understand that. Do I believe it? Do I even know it? I'm, I'm not sure. Outrageous. (laughs) Outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Edwards, the uh, 18th century preacher theologian, he says this: We can understand that honey is sweet. In fact, he doesn't say this word for word because I couldn't find his quote. He says something like this: (laughs) We can understand that honey is sweet. I could show you a pot of honey. You could see the beauty of its color. I can tell you, honey is sweet. But until you taste it, only then can you truly know it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And again, just feel drawn to something uh, of the truth of what we're declaring as we work through this Nicene Creed. Um, Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, it's his teaching that these things are founded in. It's the word of God that these things are, have been fed from. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's in John 8. Although it can feel like some of these beliefs are are archaic almost, completely irrelevant and so separated from uh, the society around us, I think it's really important that we look back over 2,000 years, we look around, even the churches in Crawley, the churches in the UK, um, we may be in a minority at this time, but we're in good company over history around the world. Yes. These are truths that are being declared uh, day in, day out. And as we've gathered on a Sunday morning uh, together, there are some of the truths that we get to declare uh, united in Christ. So as we work through this series, we do see that the scriptures that feed the Nicene Creeds, we've, we've got a decision to make. Um, do you know the word of God is the... Uh, is the Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God. Do you, do you know that? Do we understand that? Uh, it's to take the absolute highest authority in our life. It's to be the voice that shouts the loudest uh, as we read it, as we understand it, as we get to know it. To say the Bible is irrelevant or archaic or outdated is, completely, uh, is a completely wrong way of thinking. It can often expose uh, even an ignorance or an inexperience of, of what we've read in it. Um, or just a laziness in some of our devotion to it, um, but when used prayerfully, powerfully, uh, engaged with the Spirit revealing to us uh, the deep truths of the Gospel, we see that the, the promises made in Scripture absolutely fulfilled. Yes. So this creed is not just important, wasn't just important for those 1,700 years ago when it was written, uh, but it's, it's got real importance to us too. Uh, it helps us to under, understand. It helps us with language and wording that we can use as we encourage one another, as we interact and, and dig deeper into scripture together, but also with the world around us when there's so many um, different ideas, different um, understandings of even some of the things we do believe, who Jesus is, uh, what he was like, as, as those things vary, we come back to the Creed. we come back to the word of God Uh, that holds that authority to us. Uh, In Matthew 7, uh, Jesus teaching again, uh, and he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Why didn't it fall? Because its foundations were on the rock. This is to be a foundation forming stage for us, a time where we, we are able to realign um, or completely replace some of the untruths or the, the misalignments that we've uh, begun to understand as, as we work through this and you think, oh, I'm not sure I fully understand or believe that. It's, it's a time to dig deep into scripture. I'm hoping that this morning we'll be able to help you um, and throughout this 10 week series. Um, let's pray. <laughs> Yeah, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your, uh, the power that comes through reading your word, the revelation you bring to us. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is here with us now, the promised Holy Spirit. You don't leave us as orphans. You are uh, drawing near to us. Lord, your heart, your desire is that uh, all people come to know you. Your heart and desire is for a relationship with us, Lord, and we, we find so much depth to that relationship and building on that relationship through your word, through uh, the words we read together. So come and be with us, reveal things to us this morning, Lord. I pray for every person within this room to have a, a fresh revelation of something of the truth uh, that we find in these creeds and embedded in your words this morning. Come and reveal yourself, show yourself to us, we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. Okay, if you've got your card, we're on the fourth section down that starts for us and for our salvation. Um, Shall we read it together? For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made a man. For us, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made a man. This is good news for us. This is is the gospel. It's it's, it's so relevant to us as believers. It's so relevant to the world out there who are not yet believers, but have this option uh, to join in with this as we read it. There's so much... um, there's just so much truth in each of these sections and we we'll, we'll, really will hardly scratch the surface of some of them, but I just want to spend some, some time going through some of the scriptures that have fed each of the um, little bits within this section. Um, but firstly, just a who, what, when, why, how, where, why, who, when, uh, a, bit of, a bit of that context to this um, and, and particularly in this passage we're reading. So the, the who because it doesn't mention him by name. There's a he came down from heaven. We're talking about Jesus, Jesus Christ. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. And for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. There's the why. Why did he do it? Why did he come? For us, for you, for me, for our salvation he came. Where did he come from? He came down from heaven by the power of his spirit and he was made man God made man incarnate of the Virgin Mary made into human likeness. So just to start at the top, for us, uh, we read in John three sixteen we do read I shouldn't really need to flick to it, should I? John three sixteen, anyone know that one? <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This creed is only genuinely spoken by believers. As I said earlier, it's something that unites us as Christians. Within this room, we can declare it together. Across the churches and believers of Crawley, we can declare this together. Across the the churches around the UK and across the world, and if we had the capacity and ability to time travel, we'd be saying it with people over the last 2,000 years. It's for us. It's for me, it's for you. We can personalize this. I believe in one Lord. It's for me, for my salvation that he came down from heaven. But he's about much more than that. For our salvation. We read in 1 Timothy 2, um, verse 4 to 5, that that God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of Of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, that is the man Christ Jesus. We hear here of the salvation. We hear here of God's desire for all to be saved. There's a desire built into God's God's heart that He wants all people to be saved, not just us. He's he's got a desire for more than this, He's got a desire that we're able to, to echo with Him. And to say, oh no, he's got a desire for all people to be saved. The people you meet week in, week out, those you work with, those you walk past in the street, those you drive or get on the train with, um, he's got a desire for all to be saved. And Romans 10 tells us, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It really is that simple. There's There's a high cost to that truth. But it says, it's the word of God. It's the ultimate authority. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. Thank you. And Jesus, the one who came down from heaven, we read again in John 6, uh, just, uh, just from uh, Jesus talking to himself, or to, to his disciples of himself, um, about him being the bread of life. It says, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven, and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And Jesus declared to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus declaring of himself, He's the God who comes down from heaven. He is the bread of life. He's the one on whom we can satisfy every need, every desire. He won't leave us hungry or thirsty. Again, John 8, uh, I think Steve touched on this last week. Uh, we, we see Jesus here um, having stepped down from heaven means that he must have been in heaven. We know this from John 1 where it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. It was with God. This is it's talking about Jesus, um, and we, we see this uh, declaration that he, he makes in John 8:58. Before Abraham was i am it 's a mind boggling statement to those who are with him who say but you 're not even fifty years old, and yet you 're telling us before Abraham was I am, and again declaration of, of his true identity, the I am statement of the of the gospel the, by the power of the Holy Spirit he came it 's a work of the spirit we read in uh, um, the passage we often read in uh, Christmas time, the nativity, Luke chapter 1, um, and the angel appearing to, to Mary. She says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. She, she, she asks, how, how could this possibly be? How could, how could I uh, bear the child, bear the Son of God? He says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit has power to bring about a miraculous work, a supernatural work, never been done, to a virgin. It's a prophetic um, promise on that that we'll move on to. So, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate. Incarnation is talking about God being made man. Uh, We read in Philippians 2, one of my favorite Pastor Isabel was asking, have you got your your favorite Bible verse? What's your your favorite? This is is one of mine, if not my favorite. Philippians 2. Um, So it's Paul encouraging the church in Philippi uh, about their relationships with one another. Again, when we're talking about bearing in unity and growing together as a church, this is the sort of mindset we are to have. In your relationships with one another... no consideration to his equality as oneness with God. Out of his love for us, he chose to humble himself, to take on the very nature that God would become man is absolutely extraordinary. It really does blow my mind, the the humility that Paul talks about, and he he calls us to imitate that with one another. What does that look like for us as a church in, in loving one another, in serving, in preferring one another? What does that look like for you? Again, the prophet Isaiah in um, Isaiah 9, uh, again, another famous uh, Christmas nativity uh, reading. For to us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Again, something of the depth and the mind-bogglingness of the Trinity displayed in that the Jesus, the man, he will be born a child, he will be a son, and yet he, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, he, Jesus, will be called Mighty God, he, Jesus, will be called Everlasting Father, get your head around that. And then he became incarnate. How of, of the Virgin Mary? We've read by the power of the Spirit. But he, he used uh, the Virgin Mary, a pure woman. Mary asks herself, she says, how, how will this be? How can this happen? How is this possible? Since I am a virgin. Again, back in Isaiah, uh, just chapter 7. Back a few couple of chapters from where we were. Um, just, just reads um, that the sign promised to you is that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. He is the God uh, who was in heaven. He stepped down from heaven, came down by the power of the Spirit, uh, born of the Virgin Mary, who conceived a son as a virgin, and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. What beautiful uh, promise. There, There really is something... Of God's beautiful work in, uh, in this conception, the creator God, the giver of life uh, bearing uh, and bringing about a physical birth to the son of God, that, that God would come uh, and be man, be made man, be seen as man, experience, again Ken touched on this brilliantly um, a couple of weeks ago, on Jesus the man and the necessity, why did Jesus have to be a man? Um, he was fully God, he's fully man, again that That confuses us often, but but actually it's the word of God. They're both true. Uh, But it is a challenge to our our minds, and I'll I'll just come on to that. And again, it would be wrong to move on from such a moment of uh, talking on conception without mentioning the upcoming birth of our child and my glorious, gorgeous wife. Amy, stand up. Show everyone that beautiful bump. Go on. She's beautiful. She's glowing. Anyway, talking about immaculate conception... uh, yeah. (laughs) So I won't entertain you with the details, but there's something in the knowledge of human conception that does make the truth about a virgin conception all the more spectacular and unsurprisingly mind-boggling, incomprehensible almost... It's no surprise that areas of God at work in his amazing supernatural way are often challenged and explained in both plausible and acceptable ways. Even as I was preparing for this morning and reading up about the, the virgin birth and some of the stuff you find online where people are challenging, ah, oh, she wasn't really a virgin or it didn't really happen like this. Again, the, the reason we get to do this sort of stuff is because actually now we believe this and so we, we ground ourselves, we build our foundations on the truth of the Bible, um, and we declare these things together. Um, but just in reading them, you think, oh yeah, okay, I could, I could understand that. Um, but what that takes away when you start accepting little uh, misalignments in truth or little little changes to, to what's in the Word of God, it, it takes a just a little thing, but it's a jump away. The necessity for the promises of Isaiah to be fulfilled through Jesus. He's the the promise uh, of so many things that are all fulfilled in him. Um, And and I could have been persuaded. Otherwise, there were reasonable explanations. Um, But what I found as I was doing this was that I I find in myself and in people that we're we're so willing to satisfy um, this temporary tension that we find Uh, or incomprehension, there it is, with lies or twistings of the truth, um, rather than to admit that our limited minds uh, and submission to a greater all-knowing God, who is wise, Uh, the Bible teaches understanding comes from God alone, he's the one who reveals, he loves to reveal. Do you know, it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 30, he's not a God of confusion, He's a God of peace. He he doesn't bring about confusion. We can often feel confused. um, And we can often feel that. But but God is not a God of confusion. He's a God who's amazing. He's outside of the natural realm. But he is the God uh, of peace, not of confusion. There's something about, again, our limited nature that tries to understand everything and put it in a nice, neat box. I've found contentment in some of the unanswered, unexplainable uh, torment of the supernatural, of the wisdom of God, both the good things, the, the healings that we see today, uh, the, the talking donkeys we read of in the Bible, the, the virgin birth, uh, wonderful supernatural provision that we find in times of prayer, and also in the challenging, the suffering, uh, the unanswered prayer, death, hell, all, all those things we wrestle with so often. But I found this contentment by accepting the humble form of being a created being, created by one who is greater, one who is able, in fact, to create. Um, and therefore, I don't fully know, I don't fully understand uh, the full mind or reasons or ways of my creator. And I won't, won't do until the day when I go to be with him. Again, uh, uh, in 1 Corinthians, just want to um, touch on that. I think it's 1 Corinthians 13... The love passage. Uh, But uh, verse 9 For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. And then on to verse 12 For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. There's a day coming where we will know. There's a day coming where the unanswered questions become answered.
1: I'm yeah, I believe that one way, another way, I come to understand Jesus
0: and why He came to man is to go right back to the very beginning of my Bible mm-hmm. in Genesis,
1: yeah. when
0: we had God create. Man. Yeah. Man then chose to sin and go against him. So in order to correct that, yeah.
1: God created a perfect yeah. man and come after him.
0: Yeah, again, Ken touched on this. Uh, Romans 5 teaches us uh, of the, the, the better Adam, uh, the greater Adam. Verse 17, for if by the trespass of the one man, talking of Adam in the garden... Uh, If by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gifts of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? That's who he is. That's what he came to do. That's what we're reading of today. He came because death and sin reigned. But how much more can we reign through Jesus Christ as our saviour? Cool. Well, I think I'm going to finish there. We wanted to make a bit of room. I'm going to invite Ken up. I do just want to pray as, as, as Ken comes up, mainly for myself and any questions that he throws at me. But um. Thank you. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for these truths. We thank you for how you've been speaking to us, Lord. We thank you that you, you're still with us. Holy Spirit, come again. Lord, just secure some of these truths in our heart, Lord. We do bring our unanswered questions to you, Lord. We do believe you take us deeper, Lord, into your word. You take us deeper into our contentment and the wonder of who you are, of all that you've done. Uh, Lord, and we know there's been a lot covered uh, this morning, and there's so much more we could have dug into, uh, Lord. But just through this, these next 15 minutes, um, would you be with us? Lord, would you, would you help us to articulate some of these questions um, that come up? Would you help us to, to speak truth, come from, from your word, Lord? Speak through our mouths, Lord, and build up your church in security, Lord. Do relay any foundations where we've let lies get in, Lord. Do realign our thinking and our doings, Lord, in, in line with what you call us to. Lord, even that passage from uh, Philippians 2 Where you call us, the Apostle Paul calls us uh, to a a better way of living. Uh, Lord, what we see modelled in you in your humility in coming down from heaven to earth as a servant in human likeness. The one who became limited, uh, who is limitless, but became confined to human form all for the sake of us, Lord. We praise you for this glorious salvation, Lord, and we do ask for a a real outbreak in us uh, that actually this good news does start to flow out of us in conversation. Lord, do stir us again uh, for salvation, for repentance, for baptism, Lord. Lord, we are asking for amazing things because we love this town you've put us in, because we love this this church and these people that you've put us around, Lord, but you've got kingdom purposes and plans that you want to take us forward in. So, Lord, would you fill us with your spirit? Fill us with this truth, your truth, your words. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to bring these up here. Thanks, Joe. That was, that was amazing. Uh, these barstools are great, aren't they? <laughs> Love doing this. Need a thanks for these because we pinched their barstools. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, Joe. I'm, come and join me up here. Thanks for that. That was amazing. I've, uh, um, who my I'm going to ask you a really personal question here to start with, because uh, uh, you were there mentioning Amy So, so you so, so this is one I, I, I just want to know. Okay. So lovely wife, three kids, fourth one clearly on the way. Where'd you find the time for this? <laughs> Not for the four kids, by the way, to 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 kind of prepare this. <laughs> well, we're more nighttime people, actually, so um,
0: we do find our evenings. Uh, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know. We we genu- we get this question a lot. We've we've been with uh, we were down in Brighton these last two days doing some worship stuff, uh, just being trained, equipped, blessed, refreshed. Uh, by the guys at Emmanuel Church, but um, every whenever people see Amy, they oh, how far along are you? And they look at her; she's glowing and she's extremely young. But uh, they say, "Oh, well, she is. She's how old are you? 25? 24?" Um, but yeah, it's it's genuinely a thing we get asked. How how do you do it? Why do you do it? Or, or <laughs> you need a TV or something. Um, I, I think God's God's really put a desire on our heart for family, for relationship. We've we've genuinely loved. We do love all our children, and so we we keep having them. Um, <laughs> although we do feel that this is this is the last.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I can say to Valentina, "Hey, I've got to do some study tonight," and <laughs> she, she kind of gets that. But uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll get a bit of uh, time. do this but I guess with three young kids if they want to climb on your knee they want to sort of have a bit of time with you that's a tougher question to answer.
0: Yeah absolutely I think I'm I'm blessed in my role for for working for this local church. Um it it does bring some of that time and Steve and Tim are very happy to release me into to kind of honing this gift um that God's given of teaching and preaching. Um, So so I have been able to take some of that time uh during my working week which again for for people like yourself, you you don't have that. You can't just take a day out of work to go. Oh, I'm just going to do some preach prep. Is that right? <laughs> um, so I think yeah, I'm I'm blessed from that side. I think again this this weekend, I'm I'm fairly last minute in in preparation. I'm trying to kind of build up a bit more of a, a time frame before and work back from. Oh, okay, I'm preaching then. So maybe two or three weeks before, rather than the night before, I think about. Um, what we 're doing and again this this weekend um while we 've been away, mum and Dad have had the kids uh, in the evenings when we 've been back i 've been able to just just kind of finish crafting uh some of what we work through, but yeah, when the kids are around it's it's usually an evening thing um i again i don 't know how we find some of the energy for what we do and um
1: yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> thanks um so listen guys, do send in your questions there's the the uh the um destinations up there if you're a uh, email or a facebook person or you want to tweet something in as we go through these weeks uh don't don't feel that you have to send in a question that relates to the bit that we're on if there's anything in here and you feel i've always wanted to ask that sort of question send it in and we're trying and, and pop it in here um ju- just what, one question again also because there's just so much stuff even in in the little kind of sentences as we unpack i i, I just want to know when you first when steve kind of first sort of doshed out the, the rotor, and you saw, hey, I've got this one. What was, that, what was the one thought that came into your mind? Because there's loads of things up there about the Holy Spirit, the incarnation, the, uh, the God coming down, God being man. You know, what was that one first, was there a one clear thought? Hey, that's the sort of thing that I kind of want to get in there.
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's two answers to that question. One is God's been speaking to me a lot about the, the bit I did at the start about the truth um, uh, the truth of the the word of God and the authority it takes in our lives, um, and the authority it must take. So I think that's something God's put on my heart outside of this series, and I just had a bit of a platform to to encourage you all in it. I hope. Um, I, I think the second thing after the initial, oh, what do I do? <laughs> um, it, it was the salvation thing. I think again, it, it is the it's the answer to the why. Um, what's important? I think we we declare these as truths. Uh, but understanding, yeah, okay, Jesus came down from heaven, can believe that by the power that, again, don't fully comprehend it, but I, I believe this, this is this is truth. Why why did he do all this? It's for us, it's, it's so personal, uh, and yet it is corporate, it's for all of us together, but we, we take it both corporately, we can declare it that I believe, we believe, but it's for us and for our salvation. So I, I really felt um, challenged within uh, this, that, that just the... The call to salvation again, just from from conversations that flow out. Um, I meet up with Ben King, who's on AV, and we were just talking around some of the heaven and hell stuff. And I think, uh, oh, I don't know. We, again, we we don't fully grasp, we can't fully comprehend it, but but we know some of these things, and we trust trust this uh, this thing, and more importantly, this thing. Um, and I think so. It's it's coming to a place where we're we're finding actually god's god's desire is for all people to be saved He's, that's that's his heart that's that's what he wants um and i think just recognizing that uh it stirs up it uh, stirs up in us uh for for what we're called to do and some of the mission i think so so yeah primarily it's the for our salvation for us what 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 application comes from that i guess That's great. That's
1: great. I I love it. I think you made this point so well. It it says at the top there, "We believe." It doesn't say "We understand." (laughs) You know, one day we might understand these things, but it says, "Hey, you know, whether we understand them or not, we believe these things." Um, Again, a question that someone sent in, which I thought was a great question. It says, "Yeah, we're talking here about salvation. These are key truths here. Um, There doesn't seem to be a lot in here though about the fact that we're sinners." Uh, there doesn't need really to be a lot here about so God's elective power in choosing this. Uh, is there something missing from from the creed here about the, the fact that we need to, 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 to admit to our sin? It kind of seems to almost like be, dare I say, it, very easy. You know, he came down for our salvation. Well, do we need to do something?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think the context of this is, is important as a first thing, just to dodge the question a little bit. Um, I, th- I think this is this is something that we we believe we as those who already believe we can declare this so so presumably by that we know that it's because of our sin that we can accept and we 've been accepted um, i don 't think that answers the question, but I think um, the the importance of the whole realm of salvation and what what I said at the beginning this morning was we 're only going to scratch the surface and and I think, as we've worked through this series already we've we've gone, okay, we believe in one God. I mean you could take a year over that whole point, so I think there's depth to it, and I think it it kind of is a summary um, that is very helpful, but yeah absolutely there's there's things missing from it um, i think and again, in some of the conversations we've been having uh, and some of the some of the Wider disagreements across churches and that sort of thing, I think this is a foundation that can unite us um and I think we can we can often go off on tangents i think sin and uh is is a huge part in this, and I think that that it needs to be recognized i think you you can 't have you can 't come to salvation without knowing your sin absolutely um and it doesn 't say that in here but i i don 't think this is a card that I give to someone and say this is this is it, come to come to Jesus, I think I'd talk them through. Again, for me, it's a relational thing that we're building on. I don't know what you'd say in answer to that question.
1: Well, Yeah, I mean, I guess I've, uh, in the time, I think uh, I've had cards like this, which are kind of how you share the gospel, kind of five points for what the truth of the gospel is. Uh, and it kind of doesn't look like that, because this one is, we believe. This is This is for us, isn't it? I think if I was talking to somebody outside of the church, somebody who doesn't believe, uh, I'd want to touch on some, some different points. And, and that's when we touch on things like, you know, who is God? Who is Jesus? Which is absolutely in here. But, but then that's when you bring in sin and say, hey, there's a need for us to, to, to respond. Um, and in many ways, I think that brings us to another good question. And I think all of us, as we've, we've been up here on a, on a Sunday morning, have tried to answer this and make sure we make it clear. But it's, it's a good question to still ask and to now. Um, why are we looking at this and kind of not looking at this? You know, because every Sunday we, we gather around the Bible, isn't it? that's what Sundays are for? Again, is is uh, is there? What's the value in actually saying, "Hey, we're stepping, we're almost stepping back from the Bible, or are we stepping back from the Bible by doing this?" Yeah, I think I think again we've we've tried to be clear in
0: in our teaching times that hey, this is all fed from the Bible. This you'd find this in the Bible, what we work through today. Each each little part of the the part we work through today, uh, we've we've found scriptures that support it, that back it up. Um, I think again there's there's something in declaring things together. There's something that unifies us and encourages us that yeah we we need to get into the whole word of God in its entirety, but being able to declare this together in what, a minute or two uh just brings about something that Okay, you could read a passage of scripture that is so there's so much in this uh, that, as we declare together we're we're struck like like you asked me oh, what's the what's the bit of the bit that you're doing that stood out oh wow, I'm just so amazed by salvation um and yet you're stuck four points down and you've got the whole ten and so there's so much depth to it i i don't think I don't think we're to take this over scripture I think we're to to say, hey, this is this is founded in scripture. It's it's like in teaching where we um, where we do use analogies, helpful analogies. Uh, we often go for or I'm not or sure just about the summaries. Analogy,
1: though. That one, you know, hey. seagulls. I'm not sure about that one as an analogy, but no. Going. Well,
0: Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Edwards did a lot better with the honey. Um, we were Brighton in the
1: league when Jonathan <laughs> Edwards was preaching. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so so I think this it's a summary statement for me. I think and. Um, again for for the kind of internet generation you'd expect a little eye next to it that unpacks it on a whole other web page or a, it's, it's that sort of thing and I think that's what we're trying to do um, through this series is is say hey we, we believe this fundamentally believe it, here's some scriptures but the other part of this is hey we want you guys to talk about it together we want you guys to take it to your friends your family, those that are both saved and unsaved and say hey what do you, what do you think about uh, Jesus, what what do you know of him? And when the question, oh, I think he was he was a man. He definitely wasn't God, though. And and there's a there's a tension there that says, oh, no, actually, Jesus, fully God, fully man. That's what I believe. Um, and here's a scripture that backs it up. And I hold this as the word of God. So God speaking, and it's yeah, it's that sort of mm. thing.
1: I, I think we're, we're, we take it for granted. So blessed, actually, having the Bible. You know, the thing that struck me when I was preparing for the, for the couple that I've done on this, and part of the whole reason for this thing in the first place, was 1,700 years ago, the Bible didn't exist in the format that it exists now. You know, people have got the letters, they've got various writings, but, you know, we're in such a powerful place that we can, you know, nail it. We can say, there it is, you know, John 3.16, there it is in that passage. Um, you, you've got to ask the guys that's in all the midst of the stuff that's washing around, we're going to distill it down, down to that. And have done a great job, again, as we've gone through there. you know, putting up the verses. Uh, and I'd certainly encourage you all to, again, look at those verses, study them again. Uh, questions that you've got, do bring them up in your, your small groups. Uh, post them over to us. Well, you know, we don't mind asking the same question again. I'm so aware that some people that are here one week won't be here. But next week, the very people that ask, ask some of the questions that we've done today may not actually be here today. But hopefully they can listen to that on the, uh, um, online. So, look, Joe, thank you ever so much again. That, that was Thanks. really, really helpful. That was a great word. And, uh, yeah, just on behalf of everybody here, thank you so much. Um, you've prayed so well today. Um, just be good if you like closing prayer finally for us, and then we can, we can go and get a cup of tea. That would be great.
0: Yeah, Lord, we do keep coming back uh, to salvation, Lord. We, we want to remember the cross Lord, that You died upon. Lord, we we don't want to miss in in the the summary statements, the the intricate detail of the cross, the pain, the suffering that that our sin led to. Lord, You You died to take our sin. Lord, You died so that we would have life and life in all its fullness. Lord, thank You for what You've spoken to us today through Your words. Lords, it doesn't stop as we go from here. Lords, keep speaking. Your Spirit is alive and at work in us. You have power to do uh, both uh, to work both within the natural realm uh, and to bring the supernatural. So, Lord, we do ask for fresh revelation, fresh understanding. Lords, the the statement that. You're not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. Lord, bring peace to some of our unanswered questions. Bring peace into situations where we, we're still fighting, uh, full of faith, but in prayer for, for prayers unanswered uh, yet this far. Lord, stir us to come and pray, hungry tonight to encounter you again, to bring those prayers before you, Lord, for the salvation of Crawley and beyond some of the promises you've made over us. Uh, Lord Jesus, We so value you, your presence. We love your church. Lord, thank you that it is you who's building your church, uh, Lord. And it's not down to us. It's not down to to our words and our uh, knowledge, Lord, because we fall down every time. It's your spirit in us. And Lord Jesus, it's you who builds your church. So as we go from here, Lord, fill each one of us afresh. Fall on us. Remind us of these truths through the week. Allow us to have great conversations as Jude was encouraging us. Uh, just this morning, Lord, just stir our hearts. Oh, could I? There's a there's just a moment. We we often know when the moment's gone, uh, but Lord, allow us to know in the moment the the uh, just the golden opportunities for bringing you uh, into conversation. And who knows what you might do, Lord? We're praying salvation. We're praying baptism. We're praying life change. We're praying for kingdom growth in this family. Uh, bless this local church, Lords. Uh, Through conversation together, let us be those who encourage one another uh, and bless us with amazing tea and coffee and biscuits as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool tea and coffee down the end.